Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Here is your host, Linda Woods. Hello, everyone. It's Linda Woods with Affiliate Marketing Insider, and we are here to talk about all sorts of interesting things today with our special guest. Um, Today's guest is Lisa Riolo. Lisa is absolutely one of the industry's main insiders, so you are getting uh, someone on this show today that uh, has been around as, as long as I have, if not longer. Uh, she's a, a former executive at Commission Junction. She's a current uh, consultant in the industry. She has worked with uh, companies of every size imaginable. Uh, she has been an affiliate advocate, uh, an expert, a leader, and she is uh, at frequent speaker at various events. She's been at Affiliate Summit. We just returned from there, and Lisa is a a true um, industry participant, uh, as she likes to call herself. So, hi, Lisa. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Linda. That was a really nice introduction, and, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm such an insider, but I certainly love to uh, chat with people from all different uh, walks of life in the affiliate marketing industry and performance marketing. So uh, it's fun to, to see things from the perspective of affiliates and the advertisers and the networks and the solution providers. So um, I guess that's really where that comes from is that I, uh, I enjoy those conversations very much and uh, all of it together combined is what makes up this uh, what I consider to be a great industry. Well, well, I know that um, if I ever need to find someone in the industry, I always ask Lisa, "Hey, do you know so and so?" And she knows them. <laughs> so that's that's great, and it, and it's for everybody from the top executives to you know affiliates out there in the world and everyone in between. Lisa seems to have have talked to them. So I, I think this uh, this new role that you've had for the last year or so, or ha- however long it's been since you left uh, Commission Junction, of being sort of a, a consultant and a and a uh, freelancer, this must be just great for you. Yeah, I really love it. Uh, I certainly love the flexibility. And one of the things that I've mentioned to people is that right after I left uh, working at, at CJ was the, was the fact that I kind of felt like I rediscovered the Internet and I came back up for air <laughs> and uh, started really looking at a lot of different aspects of uh, promotion and online marketing and uh, I think I studied a lot about uh, what the affiliates do to actually drive results uh, across a lot of different uh, promotional methods. So that was fun for me. And, uh, you know, right around that time was when uh, there was already traction with the Web 2.0 and, and social networking and social media. But uh, it really began to, I think, take off more and more. And so those conversations, too, have, have certainly influenced my last uh, my last set of months. So, um, and then I've had a great time uh, being able to help different businesses and companies. I think I have a unique perspective having gone through uh, uh, rapid growth and, and having to scale an organization uh, while you're, you know, you're, you're 
working hard and running really fast, trying to <laughs> make money. And and I think uh, I think experience too is really helpful for a lot of uh, the smaller businesses that have to make those decisions between you know where do I invest in my organization? Uh, do I you know do I hire more people? Do I try, try to improve my processes? And and so I think that perspective has also been helpful because it's given me. Um, uh, it's sort of an inside view of some of the types of organizations out there. So, yeah, that's that's really great. Well, one of the things I, I wanted to touch on too is since uh, you and I just got back from Summit a couple of weeks ago, um, is, uh, is is if you saw anything there or talked to anybody there that had um, services or products or innovations that you thought were particularly good that you're paying attention to these days. Any anything like that that, that you want to talk a little bit more about? Well, definitely. I, I, uh, you can't help but notice the the uh, impact of all of the video uh, and how that's playing a role uh, as as the internet evolves. And uh, I definitely was interested in looking at um, the, that company Koof. I thought that they had some really interesting things. I actually checked out Magnify.net as well, and both of those uh, both of those teams had. I think interesting things to show and seem to have a good strategy for moving forward. And I believe that as more and more emphasis uh, is placed on developing content for the for the audience on the internet, certainly video is going to play a key role in that. So that to me was a was a newer development that I hadn't seen as much in previous shows or conferences. Um, I've certainly had people talking to me about video. Uh, I'm sure you have as well. And and uh, I know advertisers are looking at ways to leverage the video for maybe product demonstrations or um, I think another thing is is how affiliates like to, uh, you know, leverage it in terms of getting more of an audience and, and picking it up. So I thought that was really fascinating. I sat in on one of the uh, sessions about video and and the speakers across the board there were great. I think we had, you know, Joel Calm and and uh, I can't remember all the guys that were on there, but the guy from the wine library, um, Gary, mm-hmm. I think. Is, and they were just fascinating to talk to because they were really – expressing how much that you know they they talked about it like the gold rush or the wild wild west again where <laughs> all of a sudden if you know this space you're gonna you're gonna see you know tremendous traction and and there's not a ton of competition yet a lot of people haven't figured it out which is hard to imagine when you go to youtube and you see all this tons and tons of content but i think their point was was that content that's intended to help sell products or um to help build brands you know yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting that you bring up Koof is because uh, my, my guest last week was uh, Jim Kukal, and I asked him the same question, and he had the same answer. Koof was really exciting for him. <laughs> and also, uh, that was my big takeaway was Koof. I spent half an hour with uh, Jonathan Stefanski, the VP there, and he's going to be my guest next week. So um, so I, I guess what our, what our listeners can take away from this is, is some of the, 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 the big insiders in the industry Myself and Lisa and Jim are all saying, "Hey, this thing is pretty good." So uh, that that'll be a little pitch for my show next week. We'll have Jonathan on to tell us a little bit more about Coof. Uh, the the other thing that uh, that has just been popped that it popped up for me is since that particular conversation with him, I've also uh, found out about a company called Toldia. Uh, T-O-L-D-Y-A, Toldia. Have you heard about them? That's another kind of video widget. And there's another uh, about them. 
Yeah, so they've they've got that, and and uh, we're uh, we're talking to them, and then also I got a press release at Avantlink, which is one of the affiliate tracking networks, uh, now has trackable video ads available through their network. So you know, wow, it's great. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. very cool. Well, listen, um, I'm gonna let's take a quick break here. We have a couple of really interesting things to talk about. Uh, Lisa uh, ha- wants to talk a little bit about the uh, an idea of a burgeoning uh, professional association that's been discussed in this industry. We'll get into that, and also she has some really interesting ideas about uh, branding and and changes that are going on out there in the world as uh, internet world as it relates to branding. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. More affiliate marketing insights. When we return, don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Welcome to Life Tips. Susan, hate 101 entrepreneur tips. Do you have your ear to the ground with hot businesses? I think blogs are doing amazingly right now. I know several people who started blogging, giving up any other sort of businesses because their blogs have become so popular because they're providing the revenue stream coming from affiliate marketing, ads, and other business partnerships they're creating with other businesses. Life Tips. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime. Inside the Entertainment Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Drop into the Webmaster Chat Room. WebmasterRadio.fm. Clothing is optional. WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider. Once again, here's Linda Woods. 
Hello, we are back again. This is Affiliate Marketing Insider with Linda Woods. I'm the president of Partner Centric, and I am your host, hostess today. And my guest on today's show is Lisa Riolo, who is a longtime industry veteran and, and someone who I would consider to be one of the key affiliate marketing insiders out there. And Lisa and I have been having a great chat about the new things that are going on in the industry. Um, so welcome back, Lisa. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fun to be on sure, the show. So- Oh, thanks so much. Well, I'm, I'm glad, to, glad to have you. Um, so one of the things that, uh, that we were going to talk about a little bit today is there has been talk off and on throughout the years for developing a professional association, and uh, it, it sounds like you think the timing might be right for that again. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do, actually, um, and you're right. It has been discussed, and I think efforts have been made over the years, but um, one of the things that really struck me was the size of uh, Affiliate Summit. When we when we got there a couple weeks ago, it was uh, it was amazing to see how many people were there. And I did a module in the Affiliate Classroom certification. They had a live uh, program, and and most of the attendees that were there were uh, newer program managers, um, had been in the industry for less than two years, and I, I'd say it's probably about maybe 75% of the people in that class uh, really fell into that category. And as I was walking around Affiliate Summit, I, it struck me how many new faces there were, and um, certainly it's it's uh, it's a pleasure to see. But I think it also it it, it really it really came across that I think now is the time. I think we're at a point where. Um, We've heard enough, uh, you know, I, I, I always look back about 10 years ago and when we were just seeking to be understood, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, right. what is affiliate marketing, right? And uh, and then, yeah. you know, fighting for the legitimacy. And I think we've, we've reached that point where we're legitimate. And I think that well, in spite of some of the things that we might have heard in the keynote, um, you know, with Jason Calacanis talking about, uh, you know, what is happening in affiliate marketing, one of the things he said was he doesn't really know that much about it, and he, he operates in a different part of the online space. And, and I think that it is important that we have an organization that's not only setting forth um, some of the best practices and the standards that are out there, but are also working as, an, as advocates and are looking for uh, ways to create positive PR around the many things that, uh, happen within affiliate marketing that are that are great, and certainly there's a lot of businesses that if we go back in time and we look, they built their their customer base through affiliates. Um, and I think you know if you look at companies like Zappos and Netflix, and you know they 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 certainly had a huge piece of their business coming through that channel, um, and and over time it's allowed them to expand and 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 get into all sorts of other uh, other channels, including offline. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at that and you think, okay, legitimate brands that nobody had heard of X many years ago and now um, are certainly huge, well-known, recognizable brands, what, what you really want to do is, is say, okay, you know, these are the positive things that have come out and what can we do to, to continue to create awareness across uh, the entire online space and maybe to some extent offline. It's what, is this, what do affiliates do? Um, and I think also to, to provide guidance for companies that, um, are seeking more direction about what they should be doing, especially advertisers. How involved should they be in terms of uh, the activities of their affiliates? And, and I think they're not always clear about that. And I think a professional association with strong leadership could provide that. So yeah, so I, I, I think you're right. 
I think you're right about that, especially having a standard for best practices. I know with our clients and and with the clients of other uh, outsource program management firms, they're they're you know the, the merchants are often confused about what is the best practice, and and the executives there might might say something like. Uh, ban every affiliate from using Google in any way, shape, or form. It's kind of a knee-jerk reaction, whereas in reality there is there's a, there's a, a happy medium that can be met that assists the company's growth by working with affiliates in, uh, in Google as well as maintaining their own uh, their own Google practices. And that's just one example of many of the ways that it would be nice to have some some guidelines that uh, were, were third party and and were. Uh, respected in the industry and developed by the industry so that it wasn't a, a matter of the of the merchant feeling that, that they're getting information from all sides and they don't know who's right. Absolutely. You, you exactly nailed it. And, and I think also that you've got, um, you know, right now we've got this sort of dependency, if you will, on uh, existing organizations. I think we look to, you know, in the lead gen space, there's a lot of uh, activity about, you know, especially once you start seeing the, the, the legal issues arise and the investigations that arise and, you know, we've got class action, class action suits out there, et cetera. And I think, you know, we look at the, I, we look to the IAB to provide some of that guidance. We look to DMA to some extent. We've looked, you know, SEMPO has things going on and, and ultimately you have to say, okay, we need to help to define this for ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. and certainly we, we can work with those organizations um, and make sure there's some consistency there. But I think we have an intimate knowledge about what's happening in our space, and, and I think we know what we need to do to, to correct issues. So, well, um, it has so yeah, become an increase. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it has okay. become an increasingly an increasingly more sophisticated channel as well that has its own set of, of intricate uh, uh, rules and issues and and um, uh, problems at hand. So it, it, I think that it's essential for this kind of an industry uh, to, to have their own association to be able to state those those kinds of issues in a clear, articulate fashion because uh, DMA, Direct Marketing Association, and IAB, Interactive, whatever they are, Bureau, <laughs> they, they Bureau, get, yeah. you know, they don't have our particular view and sophistication of how this how this uh, very large channel has developed over the last ten years. Right, that's exactly right. And I think also that from what I've heard, um, certainly I've heard this from a lot of very strong performing affiliates, which is also an organization that can speak to the executives in the various advertising companies. So not just at the level of the you know, maybe the VP of marketing and the director of marketing who are influencing the decisions within their affiliate program or their performance marketing channels, but also they can speak to the senior executives and really talk about the value that's being provided. Um, yeah. And I think coming from other executives or, you know, thought leaders, I think that will be another benefit of the of the program. So what I'd love to do is um, uh, I've been approached, and I think part of the reason why I was approached to, to maybe help spearhead this is because I am at this point fairly independent um, and I probably as as you uh, <laughs> as you bragged about me which I'm not sure it's so accurate but that I know a lot of people in the in the industry and certainly um, could hopefully bring some of these folks together um, I think obviously we need the networks and you know the solution providers to come together and that's a tough one because you know the rest of the time you're basically competing with one another right you know it's a, yeah. it's a tougher 
situation because you're you're both going after the same business a lot of times. And as we know, uh, people don't always take the perspective of that we need to you know co we we need to happily coexist while we're also competing with one another. And so uh, I think that's part of why. But I've, I'm also very curious to know you know what other people's thoughts are about. Uh, this idea of an association and, and uh, you know, where, what kinds of things they'd like to see um, be part of the charter. So, uh, you know, I think that well, would, would you, be an interesting would you like to, to have. Would you like yeah. to throw out uh, your email or a forum uh, where people could let you know if they have uh, opinions or ideas about this? Yeah, I, I think one thing I'm going to do is um, I've, uh, I probably, uh, you know, if I haven't already, probably... Uh, Set up a blog for this specifically, um, mm-hmm. and I think uh, I, you know, I'm, I've been invited to do some blogging on revenues, and so maybe I'll just use that platform. Um, but I, I uh, you guys can always email me. I'm at Lisa at LisaRiolo.com. Well, so, great, and, and let us right know. Here. Let me know when the blog is ready to go, and and we'll blog about it and make sure that it gets out there as well, so that people can talk about this. Um, so I, I'm very interested in the the one thing I I thought to say too is is uh, on the issue of of getting a number of competing companies to agree on anything. I do remember a time a few years ago when uh, actually all of the main networks uh, sat together in the same room for the very first time ever in order. To, to create a code of contact, uh, code of conduct, several years ago, so it can be done. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely yeah. can be done, and and I, I understand yeah. it's a slightly different playing field, but you know we are fortunate in that a lot of the industry veterans are still in, actively involved, and and so I, I think that you're right. We can get that together, and I think we need representation, um, not only from obviously the networks and, and some of the solution providers, but also really from, you know, key advertisers in the space and really very importantly uh, representatives from the affiliate side. And I think more and more of the affiliates have uh, come out and shown themselves as uh, a professional organization and not just, you know, some t- for years ago we always heard, you know, about the that person that was sitting in their, you know, basement or their garage in their pajamas. And there was a lot of joking around about it because they made a lot of money. Um, but the reality is, is that I think a lot of these people are are extremely professional and and are mm-hmm. active in the industry. They're blogging and they're letting it be known. And so I think getting those people to to be involved in what is really an important part of this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they are serious uh, professionals at this point. And one of the things I've been talking about for for more than a year now is that one of the major things and major changes that has happened in affiliate marketing over the last couple of years is is the uh, the the the. Uh, what would you say the, the the power of the affiliate basically that they are in it's some of the many of the affiliates now have created such strong business models that they in a in a sense are leading the industry because they're the ones now who are deciding well I'll work with this merchant and not that merchant or if you want to work with me these are the kinds of criteria that my company has and so it's it's a really uh, it's been a big shift and I think a little surprising to some merchants who always considered themselves, well, we're running this, you know, we're paying for it, they should be happy with their 10% or whatever it is. And and there's a lot of affiliates out there in the marketplace who are like, you know, um, the policies that you have are hurtful to our business and thanks, but no thanks, we're going to work with someone else who understands our model better. Right, exactly. Right, exactly, that, that flexibility and, and I, 
and, and I think it is an important shift that has taken place. And if, if nothing else, it's created more of an equilibrium. If, uh, you know, instead of it all, all of that quote unquote power, uh, being in the, in the hands of the, of one side of the equation, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's, I think you're right. And I, and I agree with you. And I know, I know you've been talking about this for quite a while because this has been, um, you know, a shift that's been going on over the past couple of years for sure. Yeah. Well, one last question on this before we move on. Uh, what, what about um, having um, a political and legal representation? I mean, it seems like in this day and age there are there is more litigation going on in, in this space. I think as, as any industry gets to a certain point, um, there are uh, fine points that need to be defined by law and by political action, and, and there's all, uh, constant threats all the time of this company suing that company or this judge not mm-hmm. understanding how that happens. and. So is, is that is that going to be part of it as well? Is having some sort of uh, access to uh, legal and political channels? Yeah, I think advocacy across both. You know, the the we talked about the PR, but I didn't mention the legal, and I think that's a great point. Um, is that there, there is certainly a need there as well? Um, and I think uh, you know these are the kinds of this is exactly the kind of points that I'd love to hear more and more people make so that. Uh, we can move forward with with the right kind of guidance and not just uh, you know sort of say like we need an association for the sake of an association. That's that's really not the point. And so I think mm-hmm. that would be a great part of the charter. Um, absolutely. Okay. I, I don't well, know. I don't know that it's going to solve some of the issues where where companies are you know basically suing each other within the space or you know there there's certainly this but I think they can help and provide guidance in terms of the standards. So that mm-hmm. uh, organizations, as they're participating, can can make good, sound decisions that aren't going to get them into the hot water that you know they they might be in right now or are mm-hmm. are facing in the future. Right. Well, I mean, if an industry has no guidelines, it is the you know the wild west, and then you know then you yeah. leave it up to a judge to make a decision on something that he has no personal knowledge of, and that there aren't any uh, common guidelines to go by. So that that's you know that's not a good way to to organize a, a, an industry. You know, so these right, are right. these are really important. <laughs> well, right. Well, and you know, like absolutely, he'll be a key person that you know we're going to want to involve and. As will, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners. So, so uh, absolutely. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks for all of that great info. Um, the other thing that uh, that I thought we'd spend a little bit of time talking about is, um, you, you know, we had an interesting conversation about the a shift around brands. As as the internet becomes a more and more of an integral part of how consumers uh, find uh, products and understand products and and are and are being in contact with brands, it's quite a bit different than how television has worked, how direct marketing has worked. Um, you know how billboards have worked, for that matter. The internet is a is a really different beast. It's it's evolved, uh, particularly in the in the last year or two, to be heavily uh, uh, influenced by what consumers think about brands, as opposed mm-hmm. to what brands want consumers to think. And it has a lot to do with with content. So, why don't you just riff on that for a little while? I know this is a special interest to you, and and we'll get a little discuss- discussion going on that. Okay, that sounds great. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think, first of all, uh, you have to have spent a little bit of time really reading and, and listening to, to people talk about uh, the impact of, of communities and social, net, uh, social media and how that's influencing brands. And 
Um, I know that there's already plenty of information that's been written about that. Um, what's of particular importance, I guess, to me is really how is this, uh, this change that's occurring where individual consumers are more actively involved uh, and also individuals are generating tremendous amount of content that's available online and what does that mean for performance marketing? And, um, you know, one of the, one of the topics that's come up and, and I've mentioned this to you before, Linda, is the idea that, uh, in the past, you know, you often heard marketers speaking about branding, uh, in terms of, of how it's creating awareness. So, usually for a product. So, the product gets developed and then you build the brand and, it, and the effort is to create awareness about the product. And I think what we see, and it's happening very, very quickly, is that as individuals are generating the content, um, you're starting to see these individuals develop a significant following, and it's the content, which of course is their product, that's creating awareness. And so now the marketing experts are telling people to create a brand in order to leverage the awareness. And they're saying, you know, that brand that you need to, to create is you, you the author of that content or the creator of that content. And what I've been, you know, what I've been contemplating is how this sort of bridges the idea of creating more transparency in affiliate marketing. Um, and, you know, one of the things that has always been an issue, and you know this, is that affiliates have understandably been very hesitant to expose their promotional methods or revealing what it is that they do. And, and some of that has been for competitive reasons. Um, and some of it has been because they're wearing a, a more charcoal gray hat than maybe a white hat sometimes. They don't really want to be seen or they're pushing the limits about uh, the policy that an advertiser has set forth. Whatever the reason is, they haven't necessarily come forth. And uh, and so now all of a sudden you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, they're, they're calling out as you're producing content, and that's certainly one way to drive a lot of traffic. Um, and how is that, you, you know, if you're going to brand yourself, then in a sense you're, ch you're, you're, you're changing the game a little bit. Um, you're creating more transparency. And I actually think it's a good thing for affiliate marketing. I think that instead of um, just trying to find a consumer that's already right at the point where they're about to buy and sort of being an intermediary and interceding right then and there and say, okay, I'm going to send this to this advertiser and I'm going to get credit for it, it could potentially be that, you know, affiliate marketers are going to have to do a little bit more in terms of moving those consumers along the buying cycle, and the method that they're going to use to do that is their own credibility and their own brand. If they say, you know, when if you say, and you just you brought it up just recently where you talk about, you know, Coos, and you're saying, okay, so Jim is recommending it, I'm recommending it, you're recommending it, at least to take a look at it. We have, to some extent, uh, at least a, somewhat of a brand in and of ourselves, and so what we're doing is we're influencing potential decision makers by saying, hey, this is what we think you should do, and I think that's really where the, where the future for performance marketing, where you're going to see some innovation, um, whether it's product placement in a video, whether it's, you know, actually going out and telling people to buy, whether or not it's creating, creating a content around the, the process of buying. I don't really know what they'll do. Um, but I do think that this is an interesting shift, um, and it could, to some extent, address some of these issues that we're hearing about transparency uh, in a way that's very positive as opposed to in a way that, you know, I think causes concern when you start talking about dictating how what you're going to reveal. Because I know affiliates aren't going to want to show, you know, for example, what key, keywords they're going to be bidding on in their portfolio of keywords. Um, but if well, they're, uh, you know, hey, I'm, this goes, I'm an affiliate this goes right along. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. 
I'm just talking. <laughs> you could go on and on. You you go, you can talk longer than I can. I think. I know that's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, between All between right, the ahead. two of us, we, you know, we should probably do a uh, a, a uh, you know a telethon kind of thing, you know, and, and raise money for something. Just Linda and Lisa rapping on the industry for 24 hours. We probably wouldn't run out of things to say. Probably <laughs> um, wouldn't. What? But what I wanted to what I wanted to uh, underscore about what you said is is this whole idea of of content. Um, this is uh, a really important aspect to merchants as well. Is that merchants are constantly asking me, advertisers are constantly asking me, where are the affiliates that are producing content about my space, about what we have, about you know this this industry? And to tell you the truth, affiliates in my opinion, have been by and large uh, lazy about creating the kind of quality content that can support a particular uh, area, you know, home and garden, for example. Well, it's probably a lot easier to come up with a site that has a whole bunch of coupons about every, you know, from 50 different merchants that have discounts on home and garden type of uh, uh, wares than to write quality articles that say, hey, I just tried out this, this new... Um, uh, I don't know, wheelbarrow. <laughs> you know, I can't even think of one. Mm -hmm. But I tried it out. It's perfect for being able to do this job around the garden, you know, or this mm -hmm. particular product is a godsend um, in, in the kitchen. Those are the sorts of things that brands want people to talk about and I think consumers want to read about. It's just obviously more time intensive. But it's a very proven model. And, and if you go back uh, as many as, as uh, uh, 10 years, Years ago, I'm, I'm sure you know who Alan Gardine is from uh, AssociatePrograms.com, and his his uh, his site is still there. But I know in the very early days of affiliate marketing, one of the ways in which he made a ton of money was every single uh, week he had these long newsletters that talked about products that he was trying out and and liking it. And if it had his seal of approval, people bought it. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, and, and I think that this is, you know, potentially controversial uh, comment that I'm about to make, but I actually believe that the responsibility um, lies on the advertisers and not on the affiliates. And the reason I say that is because the advertisers are the ones doing the compensation planning. And what they've essentially done over and over and over again is reward on quantity and volume instead of quality. So, mm -hmm. so if we think that affiliates have been somewhat lazy, we also can basically accuse the advertisers to some extent of being somewhat lazy because instead of measuring and saying, okay, you know, what's the lifetime value or the six-month value of my uh, customer base or my average customer, and you know what, I find that when they come from a blog, although there are not very many of them, but they're passionate about, you know, our products, they end up coming in and they end up being a very high-value client. They, they outperform our average value by X percent and mm -hmm. reward those affiliates accordingly, but we don't. And so what we're essentially saying is, is okay, you know, the, the best way for you to make a lot of money with me, the advertiser, is to drive me a ton of volume. And, you know, it's, it's, it's clear and that it has been clear for a long time that 
some of these, you know, things that really incent thin affiliates and that incent them to go in and just do a pure arbitrage model. And I'm not saying that there's not value there because I actually think there's tremendous value there, but that's not the only thing that drives value. And where in their compensation planning are advertisers addressing this issue? It's like basic sales management. I want to incent a certain behavior, and why am I not paying for that? And, and I see it over and over again. It's like, yeah, you know what? You're not going to get as huge of amount, but if you're getting the right type of customer that's coming to you and they're building a community and they're respecting your brand, you know, why aren't you giving them the compensation? Because as you know, Linda, it's, it's a lot of work to develop that content. It's a lot of work to go out there and create those types of websites. So, so to me, yeah. you know, it's, it's like if that's what the advertisers want to see and they want to create more of an incentive, then pay that out accordingly. Well, I love that idea. I, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think it's a very, very good sense, and uh, I wrote it down <laughs> because um, all of my, I know all of my clients are saying, can't I have more blogging affiliates? Well, there's not a lot of them to start with, but they are very good, and, and so I think this is a great thing. And if some of the really big sites that were driving their traffic, uh, who had large amounts of traffic and were, and were driving it in other ways, loyalty or, or, uh, or coupons or search or that kind of thing, if they simply added relevant uh, blogging and content to their sites, they would become even more valuable to, to the advertisers. Exactly. But I think what we're going to have to... Okay. Well, well, unfortunately, what we're going to have to do now is we are completely out of time. And um, I, I, I said I think we could go on and on, but it, it seems like just five minutes has passed. But I want to thank you so much for your for your comments, Lisa. This has been really great as always, and and I'll have you back on the show. Um, you know, when when we uh, when that association is up and running, and and uh, yes. I would just love to chat with you anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate it, and uh, it's been fun, and I'll, I'll definitely be back when you're ready for me. Well, perfect. Thanks so much, Lisa, and thanks so much, listeners, for being here for Affiliate Marketer Insider today. I'm Linda Woods. Thank you for coming, and I'll talk to you next week. 